Hello, world. This is Eric Dye. I'm Jeremy Smith. And I'm Phil Schneider. And you're listening to Church Mag Podcast number 89. It's a huge deal, and it's a whole lot of preparation process and then aftermath to that process. Many people looked at the old Church Mag logo and either saw an elephant or a butt. It's like a just complete power struggle uh, within this group of people. And, and sometimes rebranding can be that. This week's podcast is brought to you by MoGive. MoGive helps you create a culture of generosity at your church, whether your attendees are in the sanctuary or 100 miles away. With no setup fees, subscription fees, or contracts, MoGive makes it easier than ever to integrate mobile and online giving for your church, ministry, or nonprofit organization into one easy solution. Make 2016 a MoGive year. Learn more and sign up for free at MoGive. That's MoGive, M-O-G-I-V dot com. On this episode of the Church Mag Podcast, we'll be talking about rebranding. And while we're using Church Mag's new logo as an example, we talk about the rebranding of churches and ministries. If you'd like to join the conversation or would like to share with us your church or ministry rebranding, email us at podcast at churchmag or use the Church Mag Podcast hashtag CMAGCast. Now, let the fun begin. Welcome to another Church Mag Podcast Oh, I don't even know how I don't I don't even know how many podcasts back it was. It's been a few now. We read a comment from Mike Hamilton and he had put the username semi mike or something like that and for some reason we made some off the wall comments about whether or not he was a half a man and maybe didn't have any arms or something. I don't know. It, looking back it was highly insensitive humor um but that happens all of our paraplegics have literally left this podcast so yes. we lost them yes it's true and um hey guys the struggle is real and i think that we're um we're, we're in the ditch already <laughs> so anyway uh mike hamilton replied on twitter with a picture of himself but when we talked about it on a recent podcast we noted or i noted rather that his elbows had been cropped out of the picture so the the authenticity of the photo of whether or not he indeed really had his own limbs were in question. All of it slight, it was still in question. And so Mike sent us a video with full proof that he indeed has fully operational arms. You guys aren't going to touch it, are you? No, I, you, you're on your own here, boss. <laughs> All right. Well, we, we, we will include an embed of the video um, on the Church Mag podcast uh, page, so you can go go check it out. And uh, there's there's Mike's very hilarious, very hilarious video. Yeah, it's really funny. So now, now the pressure is to be funnier than, than the fan video, and that's that's a lot of pressure. Funnier than Mike, yeah, probably not going to happen today. And while no. we're talking about shoutouts, by the way, what a, what a sweet southern, southern accent he had too. It's true, it's true, and still sporting the beard, which is is a, a strong move. Um, so speaking of all the shoutouts and whatnot, uh, we want to go ahead and share a iTunes review from, and you know, some some of these usernames are rough, like. Christy Henry, pretty straightforward. It's Christy Henry. Or even heinspiredme.com. Like, that's a username. But th- th- here we have Beeklingberg. Beeklingberg. Be- yeah, see? Not easy for me. Uh, he said, she said, I don't know who said, but somebody said, your guys' podcast has been so fun for me to listen to. I'm the church tech director at my church in Monterey, and being able to listen to you guys talk about the different things I deal with on a daily basis keeps me not feeling alone. I love your guys' tangents and spouts of nerd knowledge throughout each podcast. Now, did I read that one before? I don't remember. It sounds it. familiar. 
just in case i'm going to read another one and then i i maybe then you're going to go back and listen to all the other ones we've done and just in case you know i'm not going to do that so if we did a repeat <laughs> we apologize uh just in case let me read a second one just in case so either this is a second one or a first one because the first one we repeated from a previous if we've read yours twice it's because you're the best if you haven't read yours twice you need to do better it's okay at least we don't have a fan video that means that we are actually making a difference in people's lives we can kind of just fake it till we make it it's okay <laughs> there you go all right well he inspired me.com said great podcast for christian geeks i stumbled upon church mag a couple months ago and have become a regular it's become a regular source of great content for me i love tuning into the podcast episodes and learning from their collective wisdom now that is strong verbiage collective wisdom maybe collective if you don't count mine it's, it's collective wisdom i think it means he's filtering out the foolishness we all bring and what's left is a little bit of wisdom for each of us it should be noted that he doesn't say how much time we spend on wisdom in this podcast so it could be about five seconds of wisdom and the rest of it's just wow this is nice packaging but i'll take the compliment it's it's better than what i got yesterday It, it, it quite frankly it could be a situation where our failure is the wisdom that he's gaining sure could be all right well we're recording this on the between week which uh is that week between christmas and new year's and with the holiday being on a friday it makes these few days here very weird it's been weird for me i don't know about you guys it's been weird i i, I preached on sunday and it was it was super weird everyone was tired you could tell it was just a rough week <laughs> I was fully into vacation mode, and then I had to work two days, and I'm back into vacation mode, so it's a little bit of a loop for me. That's why you sound so fun right now. It's because you're in vacation mode? No, that's it's because it's 6 a.m. That's why I'm so fun. That's why. <laughs> you're not normal. <laughs> it's not confusing, too. <laughs> right? 6 a.m. mode, you're fun? Yes. And six, and uh, 10 p.m. mode as well. Well, by the time everyone listens to this podcast and by the time we put it out there, the new year the new year will be here. And we thought we would talk a little bit about some new things, and that is rebranding. Church Mag has uh, or is kind of going through a little bit of a rebranding process of sorts. Um, you can go check out our new logo uh, there on Church Mag. So go take a look. We may even have the, the podcast logo um, refreshed as well. Hopefully, it, it hasn't been done done yet as of now but by the time this airs hopefully it will be <laughs> eric's making promises for himself and he has to catch in on them i know i know yes I know. he does <laughs> i can't can keep... we make promises for you too <laughs> yikes yikes i'm so scared right now so we're not the only one that rebrands churches ministries rebrand and jeremy has had I just learned like five minutes ago, has a lot of experience regarding rebranding. Yeah. So I've been through a couple of different places where it's been either local ministries that I've tried to start up and tried to get the branding going for the first time. Um, but then I worked with Youth for Christ in a national and international setting where for 75 years, they have this history of a specific logo and tagline and just the whole culture that's been behind it. And they decided to go for a complete rebrand in that process. And so so just going full forward and deciding to make a right turn right away is 
it's a huge deal and it's a whole lot of preparation process and then aftermath to that process. Right. And I think it should be, I think it should be said that there are different types or levels, I guess you could say of rebranding like the church mag rebrand. It's not like we're, we're making a hard right or left turn. We're actually, it's more of giving a refresh of what we already are. Maybe something that fits our identity better than, than what we currently have. And so, or had, and so it's more of a refining than an actual like hard turn or complete total um, change. Well, and, and and two, a rebranding is really more of like a refreshing the outer appearance to match the inner changes. It can be, but it can also be a complete shift because of what you had been doing before is just not working. So, I'm working in a in a community mental health place right now. And we used to be known as Spanish Peaks Behavioral Health Center because all we did for the entire process was work with mental health and substance use and just try to endure with behavioral health aspect of things. And the American system within healthcare is completely changing. And one of the mandates is that we start to integrate mental health with behavior, with a medical. And I know this is a whole bunch of stuff that you guys don't care about, but the important part about this is that we need to now include medical experience and medical doctors and detox and all this stuff. And so this was the perfect time for us to rebrand because we're not just behavioral health anymore. And so it could be just a, a veneer change in this process, but it also could mean a complete shift in ideology in this process. I know a lot of churches that have said, you know what, we were a church before now we're a church with a, that has found its identity and everything that we had been doing before is still important. But because we have this purpose and direction, we are moving forward and we're going to make a ton of shifts with this. And so it's a little bit different than what Church Mag is doing because we're not making huge shifts. We're adding on a lot of stuff, but we're not going to make what we do different. And so I feel like it could be both. When's the last time that you had kind of a, a rebrand or shift for for uh, your your church, Phil. Um, I think our it was probably 2010 when our, our current lead pastor came on as executive. He redid our logo and um, which is not was, which is not a logo change is not a rebranding, but it's part of rebranding. And we um, we made some some forward steps in our philosophy, but rebranding really we've just I think our first. Uh, we 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 rebranded in two thousand and uh, and one when our church when my church that I grew up in merged with another area church. We changed names and changed um, like philosophies and kind of kind of stuff. And we've not we've and that was two thousand one, and we're just now entering into I think you know year two of a rebranding project. I think for a church uh, rebranding is a going to generally be a multi-year multi-year process in my opinion because like Jeremy said it it can be like I think like like for church mag like for us our rebranding is the outside catching up with the inside changes you know like we've been moving in new directions and trying new things and the outside is going to is going to catch up a little bit uh, but I think like for a church, generally what happens is you rebrand in an attempt in, in an attempt to refocus and to uh, to uh, cast a new vision and head a new direction. I, I know my church back in the United States several years ago, they they did a whole rebranding. And, you know, we call it a rebranding because there was a brand before, but the brand, the quote unquote brand before was so weak, it was almost like the first brand. And um, o- over the past 
several years, the kind of the the main slogan and main statement has changed. And so the um, that kind of the refresh and rebranding that they're going to be going through here now is is very slight. The overall logo and feel remains the same, but some of the supporting graphics and then the kind of the tagline is really what's going to change. So again, it's it's a little bit it's it's um it's slight. It's not really big and dramatic, but it's it's changing and catching up with the, the change that was going on there, um, you know, what, what, that was already there. So for my question for you guys, before we get too deep into this, is a lot of people will say the church doesn't need to have a rebrand. We have a brand. It's 2000 years and it's Jesus's brand. Why should we be changing this image of who God is? What the Bible says in and of itself is what we should be following and we should we should go with that. What are you guys' thoughts? Communication is signs and symbols. Okay, that's that's what an alphabet is. That that's what language is. It's signs and symbols. It's how we interact and exchange ideas. And when you're talking about branding in the in the artful sense, in your colors, in your logo, and even your slogan for that matter, you are conveying and you are com- communicating an idea. And the truth of the matter is, especially in the states, we have a lot of different flavors and types of churches. There's different theological ideas. There's different kinds of focus ideas and all of that can be communicated quite quite quickly in a logo in 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 colors in a slogan and it also gives churches the opportunity to to identify with the local community for instance you know if you're doing an outreach you know people see the logo or they they see something and they can recognize it oh that's the work of that particular group or church and and so really when it comes down to it the branding the rebranding whatever you want to call all of this the colors the logo all of it is communicating something and it's representing your group, your collective body, and that's that's an important thing to do, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And and I think that we're not rebranding Big C Church. Big C Church is what Jesus established. It's what we need to base our life off of. It is something that goes beyond the physical marketing of the world. And so we're talking about the local Little C Church and... Um, I think that the pushback is always ill-conceived in that process whenever we're talking about we're changing God's ministry. That's not the case. That being said, I also think that a lot of people have a lot of personal investment in what the ministry was. And it'll be interesting with Church Mag to see if there's any kind of pushback in this process because we haven't released it when we recorded this. And so... There's going to be a lot of people that have said, you know what, I've grown up with Church Mag, and, and Eric, you were there the first time when you went from Church from Church Crunch to Church Mag, and maybe it's not been established enough that there's that big difference, that big shift, but it will be interesting to see people have this resolve of what Church Mag is, and why are you changing this thing that I love, and don't touch it anymore, quit it. We see that with a lot of different tech stuff. Yeah, and I would, I would think that the... Um the first new logo or the, you know, the previous logo, it's weird to call it the previous logo when um, we haven't updated it quite yet as we record this, but the, the previous logo really in hindsight felt like a real transition because I, I still think that um, kind of owning the vision. And when I say owning, I don't mean like a deed, but really taking ownership, you know, of, of the vision and what we're, what, you know, what we're doing and all that kind of stuff hadn't, 
hadn't really soaked in a lot when we still hadn't quite soaked in a lot with that. And I also know that you guys as a team, um, the Church Mag staff writers, have played such a vital role in the last year even in helping solidify and shape what it what it is that we're doing and we're trying to do. And so this time, this new logo and this branding, so to speak, really feels good to me because it really feels like it's ours. Before, it felt like it was kind of like a transition between what was and now this is finally what it is. And uh, so that, that that's to me how it feels. Well, and, and it's easier to rebrand. So let's be honest about that because the story's already been starting to be told. We just need to update everything to look at what we've been doing. And so that's the easy part. It's creating a brand extremely difficult because you're trying to predict the future. You're trying to vision what this is going to look like and how you're going to move all of this forward. And so that's not an easy process. And and what does that look like? And people sometimes will say, let's rebrand because a new pastor comes in. You feel you talked about that. And, and that's not uncommon. In fact, when I jumped on board with a different ministry here in the Springs, whenever I was doing military ministry, it, it felt like rebrand, even though I wasn't changing logos and stuff. I was just changing how the ministry was being run because I don't have the gifts that the previous guy got. And so there was a little bit of a shift there too. And so, I guess be, I guess it's going to have to understand what you're looking at in this process and know that there's not one fit all for how to do rebranding. Yeah, I think I think rebranding is a is an umbrella term, and it's when you apply it to a church, it it can be better expressed perhaps as you know uh, refocusing or representing, you know, or uh, reacquainting. Like you know, hey, this is this is throwing out a fake church name. This is, you know, um, I was going to say Jonestown, but that's the, that's the cult name. Um, now any this, church you say is going to be upset because you call them fake. All right, well, that's true. This, the, you know, this is, you know, the, um, I, I, my, my, no, okay, it's Jonestown. My, my brain is totally blanked now. I am thinking Jonestown. I go, well, I'm thinking Jonestown. Oh, that's the cult that went crazy. Never mind. Um, I'll use my church's name because at this point I can't think of anything else. So, you know, we've been Cornerstone Church since we merged. Um, and our previous pastor had this, um, his his repeated tagline, his phrase is, we want to be this, we, we want to be the center of life at our community. And so, like, our our gym was constantly open to the community. We, we had community events in our church uh, all the time we had any, anyone who wanted to use the building boom we could use it it was just it was it was insanity it was packed and that was great and it worked for him and we got a really close relationship with our with our mayor we started doing our our, our town's fireworks celebration we we didn't have one before and so we started one and and we've done it now for uh, done it for nine years and it was it was awesome our new pastor came in, and he didn't want to, he didn't want to not be the center of life, but he had a, a different view. And the phrase that we've been using is, is we're, "We're here to love God and love others." And so we've been trying to uh, take our people on a, on, a, on a deeper walk. And this is not like to say that we weren't doing it before, but it's just more of a it's more of an upfront and center approach. We want to take people on a deeper walk in the church, so they can do a better job of being the church outside. So less upfront you know, evangelism efforts and more empowering people to be the, uh, the foot soldiers kind of, kind of mentality. And so it's just, just different leadership styles, different preferences. And that's part of our, re- our rebranding process. 
And I think looking into how long your tradition's been there for a church is going to decide how long the conversation takes, how much of a shift you want to make is going to determine how long you're going to have to follow up with that. Um, I know 75 years with Youth for Christ meant that our discussion of are we going to rebrand took about five years before we said yes. And then the process of actually looking at what rebranding looked like was another year and a half. And then it took about three years. It went beyond me leaving that the rebranding was actually implemented. And, And that's a huge thing. It's not just one church. And so there's a lot that goes with that. But. I don't see it being much different from a church locally because we retain, we rebranded our name for this um, community mental health center. I'm still saying our old name instead of, instead of saying Spanish peaks, we're supposed to say health solutions. I still say the old name occasionally, and it's been three months in this process. And so just trying to wrap your head around that and understand the new expectation of things, nothing changes ministry wise, but we're calling it something different because the purpose is there and you guys don't see everything that happens behind the scenes. But I think it's a big shift in this process that just because you want it to happen right away or your pastor says, this is going to be something that's great. Doesn't mean it says, okay, let's get a new font and a new color scheme and we're done because there could be a lot that goes with it. You could have a lot of pushback from your congregation that absolutely hates it. And you need to, Make them aware and then reiterate that and reiterate that and be so annoyed because you're continuously just saying the same thing over again, but you're just getting it out there to the masses because they need to be the ones that own this, not you, even though you're the one making the change. You know, let's discuss that for a minute. Let's discuss failed, uh, failed rebranding. The, 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 one of the churches. <laughs> let's discuss failed rebranding right before Eric launches it. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the, one of the churches that you know, we, my church currently is a merger of two churches. And uh, it's like, I went to one and my wife went to the other church. So we like our marriage is a reflection of the merger, but um, well, her church was known as our towns of Bethalto. They're, they were Bethalto assembly of God for their, their first, you know, 80 years of ministry. And then um, a pastor came in and wanted to do a lot of changes and he wanted to change the name. And it was, it was like tail end of the nineties revival stuff for like, like the Brownsville revivals. I'm not sure if you know that what I'm talking about there, because it's more of a very much an assembly of the guy Pentecostal thing. And this, this, this mentality of modernizing swept through the AG, but it was like really church bubble niche modernizing. And so they changed their name from Bethalto assembly of God a traditional AG name to gateway worship center, which was a hilarious name in the sense that yes, we are in the the gateway region of St. Louis, but we're not in St. Louis. We're nowhere near the arch, the gateway to the West We're we're about an, we're 45 minutes away from that at least. And, um, and 45 minutes through, you know, that's highway driving. So like, you can't see the arch from our town. And then, uh, at the same time, Worship Center connotes, I think, a large venue, and they had one of the smallest churches in town. Worship Center, right? And like, it, it implies like it implies like to me a modern approach to things, and it was a very old fashioned church. And people to this day, there's some people who grew who were in that church, and now they're now in Cornerstone Church, and we don't mention that name around them. We don't mention Gateway Worship, Gateway Worship Center because it'll it'll make them angry to this day. Because it was such a failed branding. No pressure, Eric. Yeah, don't screw it up, buddy. (laughs) Seriously. And I think that technology is not immune to this. 
Um, just think of some of the different technologies that have been out there. Blackberry's like, we're going to make this thing that is going to completely change everything that you do. And it started a little bit and then Apple came and they're like, we're going to go without keyboards. And then everybody that was loyal to them said, and we're jumping ship. And so you can make a disastrous move in this process that completely tanks your ministry. And that needs to be something that if it's your vision from God, then that's one thing and God will be behind it and he'll have a purpose for it. But if you're doing this for yourself, you need to understand the implications of that process. Well, vision aside, Jeremy, I think, think about, let's go back to Blackberry, right? They were research in motion and they were top of the game. And then Apple came out that started with the iPhone. They started, you know, slowly, uh, eating, uh, eating away at research in motions profits. And so in 2013, I think it was, they decided to officially change their name to Blackberry to match their quote unquote flagship product. And that rebranding, well, what was one, like way overdue because no one called them research emotion, but, uh, it was nothing. It didn't do anything at all. I mean, I wrote a post about it for church mag and it's like, you know, Hey, Blackberry, you're still dying. <laughs> you know, your name change meant nothing. And so a rebranding can be a failure. It can, it can be fail for lack of buy-in or for a misstep or miscommunication of vision, but it also can end up being a non-event, you know, we're changing our name and then next month you're closing your doors. Yeah. The rebrand is certainly not a fail safe endeavor. It's not the, it's, it's not going to, <laughs> It's not a miracle move. And so I guess the question, do we want to talk about the back end of why we decided to go ahead with a rebrand for us in the sense of changing Church Mac? What's been kind of on our hearts and minds and purpose of all this? I would say probably the number one catalyst for myself would be the fact that many people looked at the old Church Mac logo and either saw an elephant or a butt. So that was a huge <laughs> catalyst for me anyway. <laughs> You guys want anything to say after that, do you? Let, let it breathe. Let it breathe. Let it breathe. Um, I think the I think the big thing on my end of seeing all this is that we have changed some of the core aspects of it. You'll notice that we don't post as much as often. Um, Eric's taking on a full time position elsewhere, which people may not have realized, and so we are slowly shifting to let's just make the best content we can. And if that means not five posts a day, only two or three, that's okay. And I think that that's been a huge shift in the mentality of us. And then also adding on the podcast, adding on the Minecraft server and church mag press and going full in with social media and stock photos. And Oh my goodness, we got so much going on it's easy for us to lose the whole reason we had church mag. And I love that you guys were on board when I said, let's make this still nerdy because we are nerds. Because if you look at church mag as a whole, you might not see we're here to have fun and to enjoy this process and just to love on each other and be here for church technology to serve. And I think that that gets communicated better in this logo than what we have done in the past, at least from a, general presentation standpoint and, and and a plus side to all that is it no longer looks like a butt or an elephant I'm really fixated on this butt thing do but we need to have a talk clearly no um so let me before phil chimes in if he has anything to chime in with on this 
Uh, which does it look more like to you, the old logo? Like, does it look more like a butt or an elephant? I'll say this. It, someone came to me a few weeks before you started talking about rebranding, and they said, hey, I think the church branding logo, it, it looks a little profane if you look at it from this angle. And I said, oh, gosh, it kind of does. <laughs> and I said, I said, I don't want to tell Eric, because it took him a long time to get this logo made. <laughs> and I was like, kind of like... Do I tell him? Do I not tell him? And then, like, but we we get tuned to my dilemma. You're like, hey, we're gonna rebrand. I'm like, thank God, I don't have to actually present this terrible information. He used he used the word profane. I forget how they addressed it, but they didn't say but. They just said it looks like a part of the anatomy or something like that. Yeah, to that effect. You're all a bunch of sick people. <laughs> it's, it's like a... Wait, it's not a Rorschach test here, okay? Like, if you see a butt, you're sick in the head. Jeez, put your degree away for a minute, Jeremy. It's a Rorschach test. You don't know, man. You don't know. You've not been there. So, so Jeremy, what do you see, Jeremy? What I, do you see? I honestly didn't see anything until you guys said something and i still don't see the butt i see the elephant you see the elephant okay but see that's just it is it was supposed to be a c and an m and no one ever sees the c and the m it's like i oh. only see the c and an m well not personally because you know that it's supposed to be a c and an m but upon first <laughs> blush or first sight depending on what you see you see an elephant i i, I see an elephant more than i see a butt myself like if you if you put your hand over it, I get midway through. I can see the you can see the butt very clearly. Um, and what's bad is that I think well, I think we we did the relaunch of the design and everything like a day after April Fools, and I'm pretty sure everyone was like, "Oh, very funny! It's uh, after April Fools." <laughs> You're serious? <laughs> well, I. Jokes on us. Uh, apparently. Jokes on me. It's, it is. It was a April Fool's joke, and we've just been working the long con. Right. For a year and a half. Yes, indeed. Yes. So, yeah. Um, there'll be more. There'll be <laughs> As more. Eric weeps inside <laughs> over lost man hours. Right. The logo, like Jeremy said before, the logo is kind of one of the many pieces that'll be moving, including a, uh, a theme design refresh and stuff like that. Um, but... Uh, yeah, little by little. Ooh, can we talk about? Can we talk about it? My yeah, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. So we got merch, and so now you can wear this logo that's not a butt or elephant on your head. So I'm excited about that. It hasn't officially been decided what we're going to sell at this moment, but right because we're building as you it still. To this, you can go and <laughs> buy all the things. Right, and um, hopefully I'll, I'll at least have a URL redirect. So uh, if you don't see anything on Church Make, you can go to Church Merch, which is Church Merch, M E R dot ch church mer dot ch yeah church merch pretty fun and, and let's let's be honest this isn't us trying to pimp out church mag this is jeremy wanted a beanie and a coffee mug and everybody else can get something if they want that's 90 percent of what this is see Jer- jeremy's been asking for a t-shirt and a mug and all that kind of junk for a long time and when he before the first rebrand before the be, yeah exactly and then we had the rebrand and then I was just like, who's going to want to wear a butt or an elephant on their selves? This is how committed. This is how committed. The kind of fans we don't want to have here. Exactly. <laughs> People will wear put their your lips on that cup. I mean, you know, no matter what you see, putting your lips on that cup is not a good idea. I'm just saying. <laughs> so now with this new logo, it is something that I would. I, I thought, why would I? Why would we want to make sure it's something that I wouldn't want to wear? Right. 
Now we have something that I would like to wear. Well, I think if we're going to talk about, if we're, we're going to close out a podcast on rebranding. Let's. You know what we need? Wait a second. I got to say this before you say the boom shakalaka. We need a shirt that that's all it says on it. Is boom shakalaka? We do. Yeah, I need to, I need to play around with some of that. That could this could be fun. This could be really dangerous. Yeah, I'm going to let you take that one just so you can dream that one up yeah and just to be clear this isn't like some kind of money making thing we just want to do it because it's so much fun and we all want shirts yeah. this is back when like you're a kid and you're like going dude what if we made our own t-shirts we'd be the coolest it's true. we're, we're so the nerdy kids. we need to make, make t-shirts for our guild <laughs> we're so nerdy that we, we we purchased a url and set up an online store to make ourselves look <laughs> legit <laughs> exactly because because okay what 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 does well, okay. well, and, and we'll be what, honest. What, we okay, what, what, did, what did Napoleon this? prove to us, guys? If you if you if you dress smartly, you can conquer Europe. You know that's the goal here. We got Eric over there in Italy, ready to make the first move. That's true. And we can. Rachel's, Rachel's got a passport. We can that's send right. her back whenever we need to. And uh, yeah, but it will not make you grow a single inch. What? Is that a Napoleon short joke? Yeah, it was. Okay. All right. What? We'll pull out that one pass. <laughs> Just, hey, let, let you all know, if you see Eric on Instagram, you know, heading to Corsica, take some pictures in Napoleon's, uh, Napoleon's birthplace, right. you know Leave. it started. He's preparing. He's spiritually centering exactly. himself before the conquest begins. Leave at that moment. You did have something legitimate you were going to say, didn't you, Phil? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of rebranding, how about the French Revolution, right? Revolution, counter-revolution, you know, the directory, the Napoleon jumps up there. That's some fed rebranding right there. I mean, honestly, that's it's it's like a just complete power struggle uh, within this group of people. And, and sometimes rebranding can be that, where it's whoever gets in charge is casting the vision in their own twisted uh perceptions and so i think what you need to do is like like it was said your rebranding needs to stem from god's call upon your leadership and your church and the needs that they are being uh, led to meet in that community so your branding should encompass your your story to that point but also the page you're turning and what what your new mission and new focus will be as a part of the greater uh, great commission of the entire church and if, if this is a real rebranding that's called from God, you're not going to be the only one thinking this. So when you start having this discussion with others, they're going to be, oh, I've been having the same thought. When I've been praying, it's been coming up of this just doesn't fit who we are. And so I think you can have a huge purpose for this, and I think you can really make a change. And, and ultimately, you're there to cast the vision, but the people that own this and move it forward is your congregation. And whenever you want your community impacted by this purposeful change in your ministry, it's going to start and end with them. And so you need to keep pushing forward with that in that route. New new year, new brands. If you, your church ministry have done any recent rebranding, even within the last, even within the last year or so, hit us up on the church mag hashtag CMAGcast and the URL of your, of your site there. We'd love to see it. Maybe talk to you a little bit about it. So Happy New Year, maybe happy new branding. We've got a new brand. Fun stuff. Thank you for joining us. We love having you. Next week, we have a special guest from Beacon Ads. But don't worry, it won't be one of those boring kind of interviews. If you have a podcast idea or want to send Jeremy a little bit of pushback, use our super cool online form at churchmag forward slash riddle me this. Until next week. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com.
some good chips. Oh man, I forgot to turn the thing off. 